0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bandwagon podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy Chip Turner. What's up? So, um we got some crazy Eagles news. That Wentz report is okay. It's pissing me off. I'm not going to lie. It's so dumb. Anonymous sources say that Carson Wentz is selfish and egotistical. Keyword anonymous sources i mean anonymous sources are important to unveiling news i mean wasn't the brian colangelo source anonymous okay it's fair it was just an egg it was an egg on twitter didn't even have a profile picture but the ringer investigated and lo and behold brian colangelo was wife all right his wife it was brian colangelo that's just one of many examples I I just don't see how that can come out and have all these players back Carson Wentz. Yeah. Because if that were actually the case, the locker room would be heavily divided. Now, we'll get into the specs of it and show which players came out in defense of Carson Wentz. Yeah. And we'll elaborate upon that. But the whole report is BS. This shouldn't happen right now. First off, the NFL season isn't over. You gotta think about the timing, too. You know Nick Foles just lost. I mean he he he, he We just law, We just were out of. The, we just got kicked out of the playoffs. There's a. You know Doug Peterson came out and said Carson Wentz is our starter. All that. Nick Foles. We don't know what's happening with him. You know he might be a free agent. We might we might pick up that option. We might pick up the option trade him. So you know all all the stuff that's happening. You know throw this into the mix. It's just it's it's frustrating and and annoying. Annoying is yeah definitely. Keyword annoying. For sure. So, the Sixers, that was a big win against the Rockets. It it was a really, yeah, it was a good win. I mean, you know, I, I mean, the Rockets are a really good team, obviously. You know, James Harden is is probably the MVP, can, uh, top MVP candidate right now. I hate to say that, but, um, I mean, yeah, the Rockets, I mean, other than him, though, the, you know, that team is, it's kind of like the Sixers. I mean, they're top-heavy, you know, I mean, they don't have really any, any good role players. I mean the I mean I would say the Sixers have more good role players than the Rockets do. But yeah, you know, I mean you can't take any, anything away from what the Sixers did. That, I mean that's a good team, man. And uh um, That's a good team to keep them under 100. Oh, oh yeah. And and score, you know, I mean and and you know, just a the defense they they played really well defensively, so it was it was good to see. But Yeah, man, it was uh Joel, nice. Joel Embiid did his thing as always. Give and, me that. I like when he did that. Give me that. Yeah. That was that was hot. <laughs> And then we're gonna go into the Flyers a little bit. Flyers have been a uh, maybe. Maybe we should just keep ripping on them. I think. We, yeah, maybe we should because you know everyone ever since we started, except for the first week. The first week was bad. The first week they deserved it. But last week, you know, we, we continued to rip on them, and then uh, they've ripped off a couple wins as of late. Yeah. So maybe they're turning things around. Maybe not. But Canadians. We beat the Canadians. We beat Montreal, and we beat. Uh, did we beat Boston? We did. We did beat Boston. Good. Yeah, I I hate that. You know, everyone says, "Oh, Philadelphia sports fans are the biggest scumbags on earth." I know they're not. No, no, Boston is. <laughs> Boston is. Those people suck. I can't. They are the Dallas Cowboys fans of the future because they are so used to success, just like the Cowboys fans were in the nineties. Yep. That when they don't have it, they're just gonna be like five rings, six rings. oh <laughs> right, right, right. uh, We we won back then. We're so good. Yeah, wait until you're crap and Baker Mayfield is the AFC champion. Wait, wait. Or Patrick Mahomes. Well, Patty Mahomes, yeah, never mind. I, or I can Sean see, Watson. You know, I, I just don't see the Texans going that far. Let's, never mind. Um, <laughs> and the Phillies, we have no idea what's going to happen with Bryce Harper. We're still waiting patiently, man. I, I, I don't. How much longer is it? I, I, if In the meantime, I would think that the Phillies would have tried to sign another reliever just to strengthen that bullpen a little more. They let out go to the Yankees. That's annoying. Um, what what else can they do to strengthen their depth chart and still leave enough room to sign Harper or Machado? Because I don't want both at this point. No, I mean, and we're not getting both. They already came out and said that. But, um... Well, I mean, we'll if the White see, Sox man. offer was legitimate, seven years, 175 mil, that's weak. <laughs> not really, but it's weak for what they expected, so... Well, at this point, I think we're going to get into it. I don't have anything left to say. Do you, Chippy? Let's cue the Rocky music. Hey, You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. Alright, unfortunately, you know, we thought it was going to be the last time that we did this for the season for for a little bit, at least until the playoffs died down, but let's get back in the huddle and talk some birds. Okay. So, I have a feeling that someone that wrote an article for the Philly Voice really dislikes Carson Wentz. Someone has to. Has a lot of anti-Carson Wentz tweets. Yeah. Yeah and just wanted to pretty much tear a guy down that has struggled through an injury and then got re-injured trying to come back from that injury too soon to play for his team. Yeah. Now, there may be teammates that weren't happy that Carson Wentz was targeting a certain tight end that was named in the report, Zach Ertz, too much. But on a team, isn't that something that you bring up with your teammates and not to a news reporter right. anonymously? Yeah, you go. you go to the player you're having trouble with. And you say, listen, you know, I feel like I'm not being targeted as enough. And, you know, uh, you know, we should we should go to go into practice and, you know, uh, you know, try to try to work something it. out, work something out. You know, maybe call a couple plays for me and see what see what we can do. You know, you don't go you don't go behind someone's back and go to report like, yeah, uh, he's he's just a selfish idiot. Like <laughs> it's not uh, something you do. It's so, it's just so stupid. Like it's. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a stupid thing that has come out at a bad time, and the timing of the report was impeccable. Oh yeah, and, of and, course it happens as soon as Nick Foles has a pending free agency looming, right? And and, and then Carson Wentz was named the starter, and and then this, this comes out. He's like, oh, he's selfish. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he's he's just. I I don't know what else to say about it. It's just stupid. It's it's I. There's no way it's true, and it, it can't be there. It's just I don't know. The Eagles would not have went with him if this were true. Yeah, I mean people would have known it, and also you know, Colin Carson went selfish. I I know on field selfishness is different than outside of work selfishness. Yeah, he's one of the most selfless people that I've ever read about. Yeah, in real life, <laughs> you know how much charity work he does for people. He has a freaking uh, food cart food for food homeless cart people that's free that you know he had to pay for. <laughs> like. You know, I know I know supermarkets are getting into the to the act now, but he he started that, you know, he started the his foundation by himself and a couple other like, like his brother and I think that and some other friend. Like he started that by himself. Like he used his own money to help other people. Like I don't know how much selfless you can be. Like how much more selfless you can be? No, you can't. But I just on, on field is a different story. I I get it. You know, maybe there were receivers that were fed up with him going to Zach Ertz, and I did see that. There was a lot of times during the year where I was just like, oh boy, it's Zach Ertz again. Yeah. But this is an in-house conflict that should be resolved with the head coach, with the quarterback's coach, with the offensive coordinator, with the receivers themselves. Right. And, And, And you gotta think about this. You know, Carson Wentz, he was battling through an injury, and you know he had he had he had the aco and he had the back thing throughout the whole year you know so like you said it's just something It's something as a player as a professional you go to the source and be like and, and talk it out you know it's not something to go to someone and and you know just have the, have them say something i don't know it's just it's something you don't do do people not have anything better to do when they're bored, then to just tear other people down, because that's what I read from this article. Yeah, that's what it seems like. There were no names, I mean, and like you said. There's history with this this specific guy writer. So and I'm not even going to name him because he doesn't deserve it. No, we're not going to name him. It honestly disgusts me. Like, <laughs> he, he's 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 a great human being. You know, I, I, there's just no way the 2017 run. He used every single receiver we had. Right, right. You know, I mean, and I think the biggest thing was that he was dealing with an injury. Like I said, like, something was just off. I don't know. And, and listen, he still had a good year now. And, and you were, you are right. He, he was throwing to Urts a lot, but I I just, I, and even some of the players, like, I, I don't see Alshon Jeffrey getting upset, like. I, I don't see it either, and Alshon Jeffrey's someone who would voice his opinion, right, I feel like. Right, And look, these are all grown men. Right. If they had discontent in that locker room, on that field, I'm most certain that they would have voiced it there. Yes. They would have made it known that there is an issue. And you know what, if you, you're a grown man and you can't voice it, grow a pair. Yeah. Honest to God, grow a pair. Like, Carson Wentz even tweeted out, he's like, anytime I've had a problem with someone, they've come to me, or I've gone to them, and we've we've sorted it out, and that, and that was the end of it. Like... That's all you have to do. It's so easy. Like, I just, I and I just can't see anyone on this team to do that. But I just, I don't know. The, see, the one case that people on Twitter obviously are bringing up, most of the players that defending Carson Wentz were on the defense or o line. Well, you, Nate you, Sudfeld did, and tor- former Eagles wide receiver Torrey Smith did. Yeah. Okay, well, what are your thoughts on that? That's not a good. not a good case. I mean, you know these these are guys, and I, I know we the, haven't heard from Alshon Jeffrey. We haven't heard from Nelson Aguilar. Haven't heard from Mac Collins. Well, listen, we haven't heard from well. Well, Mike Wallace played like two games for us. <laughs> uh, Mike Collins doesn't play that much. I mean, listen, last I, year he did. Yeah, but he he didn't have that many snaps. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But listen, the, the, I'm, I'm I again I can't see either Alshon Jeffrey or Nelson Aguilar not. Going to Carson Wentz, if that if there was an issue, and and going to him, like I can't see those two guys doing anything about that. Like, they're probably just from what I from what I have seen, and and I just can't I can't see them. And they're probably just like this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, like I don't see Golden Tate going up to a reporter and saying that he seems right. like the nicest dude in the world too. Right, right. You know, and, and the big I think the biggest thing is Nate Sudfeld coming out and said and and said what he said. Like, if you haven't seen this tweet, go check it out. Nick Foles loves Carson Wentz. Right. And he came out and said, he's like, dude, I'm with this dude every, uh, almost every day. Like, I, I'm, and when we are together, we're. We're always we're working he, together. We're you working know? together, like we're on the field, in the film room, in the meetings, like everything. They're together. So this guy knows what he's talking about. And when you watched when Foles took over that team after Wentz went down with that back injury again, you saw Carson Wentz on the sidelines giving everyone a high five when right, they scored. Right, right. I don't see what this case is. Those players would not have even had contact with Wentz if they truly felt that way. I feel like this was an individual who has, who has a voice. Yeah. In the Philadelphia market. That just did not like Carson Wentz from the start. Yep. And tweets prove that. Yeah, for sure. That's I mean that's all it comes down to. Now if this evidence cannot be substantiated, you should probably hang up those uh probably hang up those credentials. You should man. delete your Twitter. Hang up the credentials. Just stop. D- d- delete your Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> delete your Twitter. Yep. Just delete it right now. Yep. And you know, it may maybe Maybe Carson Wentz will find it in his heart to forgive you because he is a man who loves God. He really, yeah, he does. He does love God, and you know, just stupid. It's a stupid report. It's all everything. It's outrageous. Is it should not have even happened. Yeah. First off, maybe if they named a player, this is this is just someone who is looking for attention and who somewhat dislikes Carson Wentz. From what you see on the, you know, what this could have and been waited too. for the perfect time to. Do something about it. The Eagles are so cohesive right now. They look very... They're a team that just appears together. They're a team. Exactly. They're They're a a team. In every sense of the word, they're a team. Yes. He's trying to break that mentality to make it seem like they're not. And now this report is going to linger over that locker room all offseason long. Listen, these players know that it's false. They do. Like, they're around the guy. Like, they know what what he's about. So they're they're not going to take this as... Uh they're not gonna take this as anything. I I just don't see it. And if there is a chance that it's just more adversity for 'em. You know, there is a chance that there were receivers that said, Oh man, damn, I wish that he didn't target Zach Ertz that yeah. much to that reporter, but he may have overblown this. Maybe. That's maybe that's the case. You know, that's the thing. You can talk to a reporter, but whether they report it accurately or the way that you want it to, that's yeah. that's a completely different story. Yeah. They don't have to. They should. I mean, well, if they want any more credibility, that's they should. The media for you. But I just find this to be absolutely absurd. This has got to stop, first off. Stop causing a controversy that doesn't exist. If anything, this could have been a minor controversy that the team could have handled on their own. But now it's in the public eye, Yeah. and now everyone's stressing out. You listen to Sports Talk Radio in Philadelphia, WIP, or 97.5 The Fanatic, it's just callers left and right talking about it. Yeah, I'm starting to get tired of it. Yeah, I mean, just just let the guy, you know, just let the guy live, honestly. Like, he's had two major injuries. He is responsible for getting us to where we were yeah. last year when we did win the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did a great job closing off the season, but do you think 13-3 and three was all Nick Foles? Yeah, no. Right. No! no. And, and I just want to point something else out, you know, and and maybe you guys know this. Carson Wentz didn't play poorly when he was out there this year. No, but everyone keeps saying that he played under the standard of 2017. Now, he actually did pretty well. Well, yeah. He he performed under the value of an MVP caliber player. Yeah. That doesn't happen every single year. Except if you're Tom Brady. But... Alright, alright. <laughs> there's only one Tom Brady. And he's in the Super Bowl Yeah. Anyway. up. Like, he didn't perform poorly. Like, he had a good season. And it's just like, everyone's like, oh, you know, he, he's, he's, not, he's not the old Carson Wentz. He also had a back injury. He also had a broken bone in his vertebrae. And, and he, he was still, still putting, recovering from he, his knee. And he was still becoming from a major torn ACL. And he was still putting up decent numbers. Like, I don't know what else you want. I just, I, I don't get. I don't get the narrative. Yeah, I just. Find a new slant. I don't know. Find a new slant. I'm sick of it. I'll just let the guy freaking live. He's our starter. Get over it. If you don't like it, then get over it. Like, he's our starter. The, the, the coach of the football team has come out and said he's the starter for next year, so... Nothing else you can do about it. And, and like, if these issues arise, the coaches wouldn't know. For sure. These are things that are addressed in-house. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I highly doubt that Carson Wentz is selfish and egotistical. And I... Honestly think that the guy who wrote this article is just a POS. Yep. That's it. I think that's about all that we have to say about that article in general. For sure. I mean while we're in the huddle, let's just talk some football a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so you were telling me, uh, what happened with the uh the Rams on that interception? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the interception on the on the Drew Brees interception, it was it was tipped I think by Michael Thomas and it was caught by uh, the Rams safety John Johnson. Now, <laughs> he did a dance that was similar, let's say, to Michael Thomas's dance that he did against the Eagles. And the reason he did that is he and he come out and he come out and said that he came out and said this. Um, he said that he did it because he didn't like the way that the Saints were. Making fun of the Eagles. They were being tools, say. man. Because and, and, John Johnson has, he has, he said he had friends in the Eagles. So shout out to that guy. Shout out to John Johnson, the safety for the Rams. I mean, hey, that... <laughs> look, I, I will not lie. Even though that P.I. miss call was B.S. Oh, yeah. There is no team I wanted to see that happen to more than the New Orleans Saints or maybe the Patriots. Yes, the the Patriots or the Cowboys. But well, they, were they, out were in of, a, they were they yeah, were out of that. but just just yeah, for sure. Just just because of 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 the, what the, the the way they were acting. They acted like a bunch of immature yeah. teenage boys. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's gloating, and then there's just next level. Like, dude, you're just being an ass. Right, right. Come on, man. Like, yeah, and then and then he he, you know, he was poking fun at the Saints because of they because they, you know, made. I don't know what the right word is. Made fun of or mocked. I guess. No, they were they were mocking. The they Eagles. were mocking us. They, yeah. they were mocking the Eagles. Let's be honest here. I'm glad they lost. I, I don't care how they won it, but Greg Zerline has all leg. <laughs> That was good. That would have been good from seventy, maybe seventy-five. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am, dude. Did you see that? It, it did hook in, but crazy. And I just want to point out, the NFL has to do something with the refs. It's bad because it happened in both games, and and everyone, you know, the biggest one was the non-Pi call on the on the Saints or for for the Saints. But there, there were some calls in the in the Patriots and Chiefs game that were questionable. Were were very questionable. There was a roughing the passer call that was called, and he he literally just touches so- shoulder. Oh, it was it was for the Patriots, by the way. There was the Patriots uh, were penalized more than the Chiefs, though, so that argument's kind of out the tube. Yeah, but it, it it's like that's that's true, but there's some penalties are big, are bigger than others. Let's just put it that way. And that was a big penalty, on the Chiefs, and it was not a penalty. So, but that was just another one. Obviously, you know, you go back to the Saints call, but I mean, that that just it, it just further proves our point and everybody's point that these refs have the, the NFL has to do something with these refs because it's been happening all year. And it's it's the, the Vikings it's game, the Cowboys games. game for us. It, it's it those wins meant something to and, us. And, and the Saints call that that could have decided the game. It, it probably did. Because they were going to score. That was going to be... If they called that, that's a first and goal on the two, the one or two yard line. And there's no question they score there. So, they have to do something. They have to change something. I don't know what it is. You know, I saw something that they might make P.I. calls reviewable. But they didn't oh, call it. Well, oh, add more time to the game. But they didn't call it. That's the thing. Like, if you don't call it, you can't go back and review it. Like, if they called it and and it wasn't, then maybe they could change it. But they didn't even call it. So, like... I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Something has to change. Uh, Make the refs not suck so much. That's know. about maybe, it. Maybe hire new refs. Train the referees know. more. But it's like it's like these are like some of the refs have been doing these doing these games for years, and it's just been. I don't know. It's just something about this year has been bad. I don't know what it is. Look, I'm just saying. I said this before. I'm a skeptic when it comes to things like that. There is a possibility that some of these referees are in the back pockets of certain. Oh, people. Oh no question, no question. There's a possibility. It's crazy to think about, and you're like, people are like, no way, not anymore. It happens. It does. If I if I were someone of high status and or threatening to murder your family, and I said, here's twenty five thousand dollars, or I don't know how much a referee makes. It might have been a larger portion. You oh, know, they probably make more than that. I don't know. No, they make more than twenty five thousand. But like, here's twenty five thousand dollars cash. Yeah, I want you to. I want you to make make something happen. Team A win. Yeah, help in any way. Right, you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Yeah. Why does no one talk about that? It's just I don't know. I mean, it looks bad for the NFL. One, I understand, but when you blatantly miss calls like that. (laughs) That was bad. That was that was, that that was, was horrid. That was bad. As much as I mean, uh, as much as I'm glad the Saints lost, right. that was a horrid missed call. That was yeah, it was it was horrible. I didn't watch the full game, but watching that on replay was like I astonished. I, I, I did watch the game, and I was sitting there. I was sitting there laughing. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, there's no way you missed that. There's no way, and they did, and and the cornerback who hit. The guy he even came out, so he's like, "Yeah, I rocked him. Yeah, I decked him." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, it's, I don't, it's, it's, it's already over. Nothing you can do about it, man. Blown calls are part of the game, unfortunately. It's a sad, sad. It's bittersweet truth. because sometimes you're on the good end and sometimes you're on the bad end. Yep. Uh, fortunately for us, the Saints were on the bad end of that, and they received the uh, finishing blow. And for these reasons, they are out of the playoffs. So. Shout out, I've been watching Shark Tank a lot, and I've been starting to say that a lot. <laughs> for these reasons, I'm out. It's awesome. Well, Tom Brady's going to win his sixth Super Bowl, so... Shut up! <laughs> now, I, I don't we, know, now, listen, the, everyone was counting at the Eagles last year. I'm I a, don't want to root for Jared here. Goff, though. I want yeah. Wentz to win first. Yeah, I know. Well. But would it, it, would it really be thanks to Jared Goff, or would it be thanks to Todd Gurley, Sean McVay, well. Robert Woods? They have an arsenal. Yeah, I mean, listen, Sean McVay is, is a phenomenal coach, but you got to think they barely used Todd Gurley in that in that game too, which I don't know why. I don't think he was injured. They just were using C.J. Anderson instead. C.J. Anderson's a tonka truck. He's huge. He, he's he's the <laughs> like running. He's back, short, but he's huge. He's the running back version of Kelvin Benjamin. Yes, <laughs> but he's just short. Like yeah, he, um, he was just. I mean, Gurley's obviously the receiving. CJ Anderson was just pumping it right up the middle yeah they they really they really did not use Todd Gurley that much at all. Do you think CJ Anderson is just mad that no one signed him all year so he's just like oh. well I mean he's, he's giving it he's been get like he got signed by the Rams They're good yeah right so like he's like, all right, I'm gonna go win a Super Bowl let's go <laughs> yeah I knew why not right <laughs> yeah well I don't think there's anything left to say I mean that Patriots chiefs game was incredible. As soon yeah. as Tom Brady got the ball, I knew they were going to win, unfortunately. Okay, so... <laughs> do you have any problem with the OT rule? Yes. You do? Yes. I agree. I don't... First off, I don't think there should be a time limit. Well, okay, so in playoffs, it's... You get four or 15 minutes. It's like, it's, it's like the game restarted. Yeah. But it, it's still the same rule as if... As... as like, if, if, if you score a touchdown, you win. Right. Like, that should be changed. Mm-hmm. Like... That, like the four, the, the, I think restarting the game, that's fine, but you can't, you can't just let it like the first team to score a touchdown should not be the rule. No, I I think that there should be here. Go hear me out. There should be no time limit. No time. All right. Listen to me. No time. Okay. Home team. The away team goes first. They get the ball on the 20 yard line. No kickoff. All right. They get to score whatever they want, say they score a touchdown, field goal, whatever. The home team gets to rebut. And if they miss, game over. Yeah. That's what I think it should be. Yeah. And that's very straightforward and that's very direct. So what it so let's say let's say that those are the rules and the Patriots go down, score, the Chiefs go down, score a touchdown. They're tied again. They keep going. They keep going until it's it's done. Eventually it will stop. Yeah. I mean, whether it takes forever, I know it can, and I know it may be a problem in the future, but when you think about it, do you want ties, or do you want the game to last? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about playoffs here, because playoffs, you have to have a winner. Obviously. I think that both teams, the home team should get to rebut. The home yeah. team. So there's no coin toss, there's no kickoff. Nope. I agree with you slightly. I think there should be a coin toss, and I should I think there should be a kickoff. At this but, point, the reason why I don't think there should be a kickoff is because it's already pointless. Why? Most kickers just put it right through the uprights. Yeah, but sometimes I mean, Someti- sometimes sometimes. You saw in the not. Patriots game that Cordell out i ran saying, it out. I'm not saying remove the kickoff from the game. I'm saying for overtime. Okay, that's just the way I think it should be. But and for sure, the the opposing team should be able to. No, the get opposing a chance. team should go first. The home team gets. I'm saying the team that didn't get the ball first, right, should yeah. get a chance at least. Like, there shouldn't be, oh, you score a touchdown to win, it's over. You yep. get it. you, there's nothing you can do. I agree. I, th- I think that rule is dumb. Yeah. Uh, I think that th- that makes a lot of home fans angry. Because what is home field advantage other than having fans around you if there's not something worth it, you know? Yeah. It's just a stadium. I guess. The Super Bowl isn't played in your home stadium. Yeah. Unless you were the Vikings last year. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, what time is it? 38-7? 30, anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, all right. definitely. Well, and I feel you need to change some things, especially the referees. Yeah. All right, you already break the huddle. Yeah. Finally, <claps> crash the boards, Sixers. How you feeling, Chippy? That's a that's a big win. The other night, big Dubsky, big win. You know, we've talked about we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, that that's a good team, man. You know, I know we're at home. You know, I know they're they're. The bench and the role players didn't do much other than Harden, obviously, who went off. But, you know, there's no, you can't take anything away from what the Sixers did. You know, obviously Embiid did his thing. I think he had 31 or 32. Embiid's a beast. Um Landry Shaman came off the bench, had a nice game. He had 18, 18 points. 18 points! What, 3 uh, for 6 from the 3? Corey Brewer played well. I think he only had 11 points, but he, he just defensively he he played well. He rang the bell. He did. Um... And I think the secret should shine sign him for the rest of the season, at least. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree on that. Um, if he can play up to that standard, yeah, yeah, why not? Definitely, definitely. yeah. He, play, he played well. He, he and he started for us because Jimmy Beller was out. Um, you know, Ben Simmons was eh. three for twelve. Yeah, he was in the field. He wasn't that good last night, but I mean, the, the team, the whole team played good defensively. You know, I, I, we had there was a lot of blocks going on. I think Bolden had a few. Moscala had one. Embiid had a few. Um. So, just overall defensively, it was it was great. Um. So, and, and to hold a team like that to under 100 points is, you know, it's big. I mean, you know, that's hopefully that's sign of things to come. Um. But it, it you know, it, it's a, it, we're going through a, the Sixers are going through a tough stretch right now, all the way up to the All Star break. So, they have to keep this up. If Markel Fultz is able to come back and plays to his potential. Can we finally stop playing TJ McConnell so much? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, listen, and I know there's I don't hate TJ McConnell. No, we don't. We don't hate TJ McConnell. We said, I love this, we M. said M. this prior. It's just he not doesn't, 20 minutes. He doesn't deserve 20 minutes a game. He deserves it at most 10. Yeah, 10 to 12 is fine. 10 to 12 minutes a game is fine for TJ McConnell. He's not I don't know. He he's, he's not unplayable. Whoever no, he's say playable. That, that's just... He gives you some spark off the bench, but he's just not. He's not your sixth man. Like that's what that's what he is right now, and he's not. He's not that. So I, I hope so. I don't really want to get into this again, but yeah, I, I, he he just I don't know. All right, so let's go over the next few games that they got coming up, and give me your predictions. How's yeah, that? it's a tough stretch. Spurs at home. I'm going to this game. It's tomorrow, by the time of recording. Um, Wednesday is tomorrow. Yes. Um. I, I think they win. I think they can win, because they got destroyed last time they played in San Antonio, so hopefully they come out with a little you know, swagger and they play well, so I'll, I'll say win tomorrow. All right, so then we got the Nuggets away. That's Saturday. Mm, that's tough. Nuggets are good, man. They're low-key good. Yep. They're thirty one and fourteen, man. Um, hmm. I don't know that. Uh, if Embiid can can guard Jokic well, I think we win. Okay. Uh, but I mean, Jokic is a great passer as a big man, so I don't know. I mean, I'll say we win. Okay, so we have the Lakers away. Oh, that's Tuesday. That's without LeBron though. Yeah, we have to win that. Yeah, we gotta win that one. We have I, to, and win I know that. it's in LA. Yeah, I think you win that one. And then finally, on the thirty first of January, we have Golden State. Oh, that's a loss at Golden State <laughs> oh, 100%. with Boogie Cousins. Yeah, it's a loss hundred percent. So, okay, a loss by how much? Twenty. Okay, so remember when we sucked. Yeah. Remember when we, like, almost beat the Warriors when we sucked? When was that? Uh, what was it? 20... I know last year we were beating them, and then we blew, like, a 25-point lead. 2017? It was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. I don't remember, but... If you think that we can't put up a fight against them, you're wrong. Well, no, obviously. I I think it all depends on how you just look at their lineup: Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. It's just... Boogie. Boogie. buggy. Andre Iguodala off the bench just to put a knife in our back. Yeah, we're not winning that game. I'd be shocked if we won. What if we When we play them at home? We could. Just don't blow a 30-point lead like you did last year. That was unfortunate. That was sad. That was really sad. I, I, I was, was really upset. Yeah, I was upset. I was mad just all the words you can describe. That was that was a bad game. <laughs> Wasn't it? The, yeah. Oh my the Sixers God. were humbled in that game. That was the worst. Yeah, Let's bad. make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, let's let's not uh, do that again. Sixers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Sixers. <laughs> but yeah, that's only this month. We still have February. Cuz uh, up until the All-Star break, it's it's, it's a rough stretch. Yeah, th- then we go Kings on the 2nd of February and Raptors on the 5th, but Ooh. that that's home. We got okay. the Nuggets at home after that. Lakers at home. Celtics at home. All, all its right. wealth, baby. I wanna, I'm gonna t- so the first Nuggets game. They're on the road, right? Yeah. I want to say that's a loss, actually. That's a loss. I'm gonna say that's a loss, and then and then they're gonna come to our place and we're gonna win. Okay. I think that's how it's gonna play. Okay, that's a, that's a possibility. You know, it always could be. Um, but I think you, I, especially. I'm talking about tomorrow here. When we to play the Spurs. Right. We got destroyed the last time we played them. Oh, we got spanked. Like, if you're the Sixers, you got to come out and you gotta you gotta punch them in the mouth. I I agree with you. I, I hope that's what I see tomorrow. But that's why I think it's gonna be a win. If there's no urgency, then we're gonna lose. Obviously, but that's what you got. That's a, that's gotta be your mentality. You know, I know the Spurs are. I mean, the Spurs are still good. You know, the De- DeRozan's still good. Aldridge is still good. Uh, you know the role players are are all good still, and obviously if you got pop, so you, the team's gonna be good. But yeah, that, that's what you got to do because you got destroyed last time you played. So, and I know it wasn't San Antonio, but now you're on your home court, and you smacked them in the mouth this time, Sixers. We got Portland coming up. Yeah, they're February twenty third, but that's a big game. We that's after the All Star break. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And we got New Orleans. This is a rough month. Thunder again away. Oh, yeah. February's a tough month, man. <laughs> Russell Westbrook hates us. Oh, he hates us. We own so much real estate in his head for no reason. Okay, so I want to I point this out. And some people might like this. Okay. The fact that... well, I, all right, I saw it last night. You know, Joel Embiid... Harden was on the ground and, like, uh, Embiid, like, was standing, like, right over him. Now, some people might like that. Like, and and, and the whole Russell Westbrook thing, I have no problem with. Because Russell Westbrook just overreacted. But, like, Embiid doesn't doesn't need to initiate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harden was on the ground. He was just, la- he was sitting there. And Embiid, like, went over to him and just stood over him. Like, don't initiate it. Like, don't be the one to do that. He's the troll king, dude. Uh, I know. He, I know. I know. The, he's that's so the way he's so good at I, it. I know that's the way Embiid is. But let your play speak for itself. That's all I gotta say. Uh, but uh, uh, that's a very fair point. But a, a lot of the fan, way that Embiid is, though. a lot know, of fans in Philadelphia look forward to Embiid yeah. doing things like that. That yeah. that is exactly what his character is. That's what it entails. I don't mind it. I, if he wants to be feisty, let him be feisty. Is yeah. it feisty or just trolling? I don't care. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and I know that's how he is. Listen, I like it. I I I do like it, but I just you know I don't know. All right, let's uh, we crashed the boards enough. Yeah, let's put the balls back on the rack, and let's shift the lines into the flyers, baby. So chippy. Wait. Okay. So hold on. Okay. They're they're winning. All right. So they won the the last what two games? I'm gonna go over it with you, Chip. All right, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to go over the last. Let's see. Since the tenth. Okay. The tenth of January. Yeah. The Flyers beat the Stars two to one. Okay. They lost to the Devils three to two. Right. They beat the Wild seven to four. Mm-hmm. They beat the Bruins four to three. Mm-hmm. And they beaten the Canadians five to two. Mm-hmm. If they keep playing like this, they might be able to, you know, do well. Nolan Patrick against the Canadians had two goals. JVR's playing unbelievably. Yeah, I agree. Travis Konechny, I love Travis Konechny. Carter Hart, thirty three saves against the Canadians. Yeah, he's playing well, man. Uh, this kid is amazing. He's only twenty years old. I'm older than him. I'm right. also 20, but I'm, I'm, like, a month older. Right? Uh, and I'm four years older than him, but... <laughs> Alright, yeah, if, if we're making anything fun. Um... But, no, here's the thing. We gotta, we gotta keep talking bad about him, because we did that last week. Yeah, but you know what? The, the, what what's the record right now? It's what, what, still bad. Yeah, it's 1923 and 6. They still suck. Yeah, you stink, Flyers! No, they suck. Yeah, they suck. No, no, they suck. Yeah. No, they're terrible. Terrible. Absolutely awful. You know, why don't you just trade away the whole organization? This is just a ploy for them to keep doing good. No, right. they what? Suck. What? No, they. St- yeah, they suck. They suck. Yeah, they suck. Terrible. Yeah. Cut, cut everyone. Cut the. You know, just move the team. Yeah. Why cut don't the, we take the, the team, team from this city and, and move, move it around. somewhere else? Yep. Yeah. I did my my best Patrick voice. All right, hopefully that's not copyrighted. Uh, if it is, I'm giving you credit right now. <laughs> Spongebob devs. Spongebob's great. Yeah, yeah. RIP, up, Steven Hillenburg. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was sad. Sad, sad moment. Sad All day. right. Well, uh, let's shift the lines back because, you know, the Flyers <laughs> are just god-awful. Yeah, they're terrible. Absolutely just cancerous. <laughs> Ugh. I don't I, I don't uh, uh, I think they make me so angry. <laughs> so Angry! Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some Phillies here. First, I would like to start off by congratulating the late Doc Holliday on his induction into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So on January 22nd, 2019, Roy Holliday was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I'm going to note the other players as well, along with Mariano Mariano Rivera, Mm -hmm. unanimously. The first unanimously inducted player in MLB history. Yep. Edgar Martinez. Yep, I don't know how I feel about that one, but right, well, it is what it is. I guess it depends on who's on the ballot. I don't, I, I Mike, don't know who's on the ballot. And Mike Mussina. Okay, that's a very nice ballot. Yeah, uh, I will say that's for me. I've watched all of these players growing up. Yeah, except for really Edgar Martinez, not not so much. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it you start, you're starting to see some of the guys that you grew up watching. Like, like especially when you're my age, like you. You see guys all oh, you're like, oh yeah, I wonder like you see you see guys on the ballot, you're like, oh I've never seen him play before, but then you're now you're starting to see guys who you did start to see. You watched. Yeah. It's crazy. Doc Holliday was an amazing man on the field. He was an amazing pitcher, dominant. Whether he was on the Blue Jays or the Phillies, he had some incredible moments. Yeah. Perfect game, playoff no-hitters. It's just I don't know what else to say about him, but if there was someone that this were to happen to, to get into the Hall of Fame, I wish that you were here to yeah, celebrate it. Absolutely. With the Philadelphia Phillies organization and the Toronto Blue Jays organizations, but congratulations and rest in peace. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what he did on the field was just, it was unbelievable. You know, the the throwing no hitter in the playoffs, it, it still blows my mind to this day. Like, I was watching that whole game. And it was just, I'm like, am I, I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing history right now. Like that's, that's, and I was young at that point, but I just, I knew, I'm like, this is, this is something special right here. And, uh, you know, from everything that, that, that the Phillies team or uh, the Blue Jays, you know, er, from what, everything I've heard that his teammates say about him is just nothing but positive, just, just positive, incredible and just incredible things. Like he, he was such a great person and, uh. You know, it's it was it was a tough day when I heard that you know he did pass, but uh, there's no one more deserving. Now, this might just be coincidence, but it might be a small miracle as well. This is also Carlos Ruiz's birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Chooch! Happy birthday, Chooch! The man who caught those perfect games. Yeah, that perfect great. game and that no hitter. Yep. I mean, that was such a fun team to watch. Yeah. It was, I miss, I miss, Roy Holiday was the pitcher that you just watched and knew he was going to throw a gem. Yep. He had early inning issues almost every single time, and then just out of nowhere, uh, unhittable. Mm-hmm. Monster. Yep. I mean, he's he's one of the only pitchers that I've watched, like, going into the game, you're just like, all right, yeah, he gonna he put on a show. Like, that's just that's just how you felt when you're about to watch Roy Holiday pitch. Like, it was just, I don't know. He he was just that kind of player. So, I've heard, listened to multiple TV segments on MLB Network and read multiple articles about this. Every single time a pitcher would come to Roy Holiday for advice, he would give them the same book. And he had so many, like, mental notes of it. It was called The Mental ABCs of Pitching. And I think it was A.J. Burnett. That they had on MLB Network that said it last year. And he was just like, there were so many notes in that book of just Doc going in there and jotting down little notes yeah. about it that it was incredible. That book meant so much to him. And every pitcher that would ask him for advice, he'd give that book and tell them how much it helped him. Yeah. And like, Doc struggled early in his career. It's not like he didn't, but then, I mean, obviously that book helped him. Yeah. Hall something. of Famer. Whew. Yeah, man. Man, that's going to be a really sad ceremony when oh. the Phillies honor him oh, again. That's... Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh... I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, I am looking forward to it, but that's going to be really sad. Oh, It's going to be a tearjerker, dude. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but, all right, let's move on from the sad. Congratulations to Doc. And to his family, too. To his family, as well. It's a huge honor, and no one deserves it more. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the class as well. So, do you think that Mariano Rivera should have been a unanimous Hall of Famer? Oh, for sure. Do you think that Edgar Martinez should have made it into the Hall? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen the whole ballot, so I, I don't know who else was on it. I mean, he was. It was his tenth and final year on the ballot. Okay. So he just made it in. I mean, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. No, congratulations. Nonetheless, um, I'm not a voter, but there is a case made. He was a DH. He's a DH. I don't know. I mean, does Edgar Martinez getting into the Hall of Fame legitimize the DH position for the rest of the history of Major League Baseball? I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I haven't, I don't remember, I don't re- really remember watching him. I don't think I was old enough yet. But, I mean, I, I don't know the stats off the top of my head. Um, but, listen, if, if you're good enough with... Uh, if you're good enough being a DH and, and, and putting up numbers, then yeah. Why not? I mean, he played from 1987 until 2004, man. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, How many years is that? I'm not good at math. Jeez, 18 years, Chip. 18 years. <laughs> 18 years. That's a long time, man. 18 years. Could, could you imagine? I mean, I'm sure he put up numbers. I mean, his career batting average was a three twelve. So all right, yeah, he's yeah he deserves He's deserving. Never mind. Moving on. His career highs were three fifty six and three forty three. Oh my god! He played every single season with the Seattle Mariners. Wow. So, I mean, there were seasons he's deserving. There were seasons that he didn't play a lot. Well, but that's with most players now. Yeah, come on now. I mean, it is still it's an interesting thing. Three twelve career batting average. But like, my argument was the reason I don't think that he got in so soon was because he was a DH. Well, I'm he didn't sure that, play both sides of the field. Well, I'm sure that's why it took ten years for him to get in. Yeah, but should it have? I don't know. I mean, it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who's voting for these things, but listen, if you put up those type of numbers, then yes, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter how long how long you have to wait. As long as you're in, you're in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so. It is what it is. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So, so now he's in, and congratulations to him. He deserved it. Three twelve career batting average three hundred nine career home runs. That's crazy, man. Crazy. And then Mike Mussina. If you look at his stats, he was one of the. He was just consistently good over his entire career mm-hmm. with Baltimore and then New York. A majority of his career was spent with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, he was. I re- I remember most of my memories while he was in New York. Okay. But he was a consistently good player. Yeah. So that's that. That's all you can say about him. You didn't really watch him that much did you? Not much, no. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I don't I don't think you were old enough to be honest. No, well. I think he retired. I am a youngin. He retired in 09. So, there's that. But yeah, I that's a good bout and then let's move on from Hall of Fame inductees to Hall of Fame free agent signings. Why the hell haven't we landed Harper yet? I don't know. I, I it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Both both him and Machado have done nothing yet. Spring training starts in well pitchers and catchers report in like two weeks. I want to say no, not two weeks. Like uh, in a month, maybe. Not two weeks. What am I thinking? I think it's like a, maybe like three weeks, three weeks to a month. Uh, <laughs> it's late. It's like mid to late February. They they that's pitchers and catchers though. usually around winter meetings, these things happen. What the hell? Oh, these are big. These, this is a big signing, man. I mean, they, they're not the only ones. They're still. I mean, Keg, Craig Kimberle still not hasn't signed yet. Mm-hmm. He's a big player. Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel hasn't signed yet. Uh, Mike Moustakas hasn't signed yet. So. There's 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 still some names out there, man. The teams that are in the Machado sweepstakes are probably the ones that are waiting to offer Mustakis a deal. (laughs) Probably, and I think that's what Mustakis is waiting for because as soon as Machado signs, his stock. Oh, his phone will be ringing. Uh. (laughs) Absolutely, and that's probably what his agent told him too. Is like, wait, just wait for Machado. Just wait, (laughs) Because even if you sign right before spring training, it'll be a big deal. Yeah. Um, Do you think that the Phillies will have any interest in Mike Mustakis? They could. I, I think I've heard possibly. Uh, they could. I mean... Do you think that he would fit well in our lineup? I mean, if you want to move on from Mike Alfranco, then... sure. Do you want to move on from Mike Alfranco to a proven MLB player? Um... I'd be indifferent, if I'm honest. Okay, so elaborate. You know, Mike, Mike Alfranco has, has put up decent numbers. You know, not anything that is spectacular. Um, I think Mustakas gives you a, a bit more power mm-hmm. than Franco. I think they roughly hit the same batting average. So if you're looking at statistics, then Mike Mustakas is probably the better option just because he gives you more power. Okay. Um, I don't know, like the strike strikeout rate or the walk rate, all that kind of stuff. But um, I mean Mike Mustakas is around 250, so it's not so much of an improvement. It's not. Yeah, and that's what I said. They're, they're roughly similar. I think. Franco hit, like, two fifty, 250, 255 last year or something something like that, maybe 260. Yeah. So it's not that big of a difference. He only had, tw- only had 28 home runs last year. Well, not only had 22. Well, yeah, but, like, that's not a huge disparity. Well, I- I'm runs. just saying, Franco's hit, what, in the last three years, 25, 25, 22. Yeah. in the last three years is, like, 30, 32, 28. And he had to switch teams mid-year last year, so right. that could have obviously thrown him off a little bit. Right, so you know, I it's I mean, I, I don't really know what they're going to do. As long as they sign one of these guys, as long as they sign either Harper or Machado, I don't care what happens after that. It just needs to happen. It soon. needs to happen. Just, I'm just, I'm just waiting for they to get that alert on my phone. I'm just waiting for that either that ESPN noise or. Breaking, just, uh, yeah. Bryce you, you Harper that, signs ten-year, yeah, seven hundred billion dollar deal <laughs> with the Phillies. He's staying here for the rest of his career. It's I just don't want to wait anymore. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long. There's been so many rumors that I'm just like, oh, it's happening, and it's just not happening. Yeah, nothing's happening. I'm sitting here at work on my phone, which I probably shouldn't be doing, but eh, eh, screw it. <laughs> and well, who do you think who do you think we get signed first? Harper and Machado I think the Phillies want Harper I think they want Harper yeah the Phillies have the money to make Harper go ooh they have the money to make him both go ooh yeah but yeah. again they only, they've said they come out and want which is fine and we have both said this that I think we'd rather both have Harper at this point I think I would as well um and then after that I think you still need another I need you need a left-hander pitcher left-handed starter. Yes. And you need one more reliever. Now, at least. Wasn't there a rumor going around that they would like to sign Harper, Kimbrel, Kimbrel and, and Kaiko, yes. We talked about this last week. Yep. So I got the rumor correct. Okay. That would be perfect. That'd be perfect. That's the ideal free agency scenario. If that's what they're trying to do, then do it. Maybe they're trying to work around If that's their plan, then execute. Yeah. Matt Clintack that's all I gotta say. Do it. I mean, I heard that, uh, oh, wait, we gotta talk about this after we uh, after we may have ripped on Gabe Kapler. Apparently, Bryce Harper and Gabe Kapler uh, got along really well. Yeah, thank God. Do you think that they talked about bathing in coconut oil? Because they both <laughs> seem like people that would do that.
1: I'm you just know, saying, you
0: know, hey, if coconut oil is what makes Gabe Kapler that jack I yeah, don't sure, care you know. what they talked about. As long as they hit it off, and they did, I don't care what they talked about. They can talk about freaking. I don't even know. They can talk about th- I, th- the the price of Valencia oranges in the supermarket sure, being too high. Sure. They can talk about gas being too high. Gas is too high. They can talk about the weather. It's not California. It's not. It's it's freezing right now actually. Hmm. Bryce Harper's a Mormon. There's a Mormon temple in Philadelphia? <sighs> Maybe Gabe converted. <laughs> Gabe converted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't Kapler, care what they talked about. That's the all tr- I'm the saying. Church of Latter Day Saints' is newest member. Yeah, Gabe Cabbler. <laughs> Gabe Cabbler. Yeah. Oh no. Doesn't but... matter what they do as long as they're they're good. They're on good terms. That's all I care about. <laughs> I, I think that look, I need Gabe to tone down his gabeness. Yeah, we're, we're if if you didn't figure this out by now, we're both kind of eh for Gabe Kavler. I either like him for when he was going on that streak where they were actually winning, or I really, really, really need him to just... Well, that's why you're like, eh, because, you know, he did go on that streak and then they completely fell off and were the worst team in baseball for that long stretch. Till the end of the season. Yeah, till the end of the season, honestly. Except for the Orioles. The Orioles are... The Orioles are a dumpster fire, let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, that's that's why we're, eh, but, you know, if if he's pals with Harper, you can bring him here, sure, why not? I, I just hope so. I really hope so. I hope it happens soon. That's all I gotta say about it All right I think we walked it off. anything else to add there anything new how's life I'm good you Gucci living i'm I'm chilling chilling killing yeah that's chill so chill. Yeah, they gotta get that Cali chilling, man. <laughs> All right, well, never mind that. Uh, I think we reached. Our, I, think I don't know reached, just right there. <laughs> I think we've reached our destination for the day. Uh, we thank you for listening to PHL the Bandwagon. Follow us on Twitter at PHL the Bandwagon. You can also find us on Facebook under the same handle, PHL the Bandwagon. Share us, listen to us, tell your friends about us. You know, email us, call. No, don't call us. Um, you can't call. Us. Yeah, you can't call us. We don't have a phone number. Uh, we don't have a smartphone. Um, I don't have a phone. Yeah. Yeah. Chippy actually doesn't believe in cellular devices, which is weird. Yeah. He has a Twitter, but he doesn't believe in cell phones. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> go to phlsportsnation.com for all your up to date Philly sports news. Uh, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, Eagles, Union, you name it, we got it. Uh, go to the podcast section, click on PHL, the bandwagon, and follow us. Listen to us, read our articles. We put them up every week, anytime between Tuesday and Thursday. We are a weekly podcast. Um oh what else do we have Oh follow me Ryan Michaels for Phillies Nation and Chip Christopher Tiernan for Eagles Nation, Nation. I think that's it We'll see you at the next stop Love you guys